Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to create this podcast. Um, I'm going to absolutely be doing this every year. I think this is so fun, but today we're going to learn about 2023 and the astrology report. Um, we're bringing on a guest that I've had before, Allison Chamberlain Jones. She is an astrologer and she actually did a podcast on astrology. So if you want to check her out there. You can absolutely do that. She talks about your natal chart and things like that, but this is going to be super fun. She talks a lot about what's going on next year. And in fact, the conversation is so juicy and so good that we're going to have a part two. Um, the hour got filled up so quick and we really have a lot more to go. So this is part one and part two will be probably dropped tomorrow. Her and I are going to be recording this. This is actually November 3rd. So when you guys hear this, it's going to be um, close to Christmas and the new year. I just can't believe it. Um, so enjoy this podcast, everybody. It's going to be a great year. We get to create what we want, but astrology is a really great way to just kind of be like, okay, here's what's, here's what's coming here. Here's how I can plan. Um, and you know, whatever resonates, keep and whatever doesn't just let it go. Enjoy. All right, everybody, I'd like to welcome to the podcast, Allison Jones. Is it Allison Jones or Allison Jones Chamberlain? It's both. Al well, it's Allison Jones and Chamberlain is my middle name. Okay, okay. But <laughs> so when I first, when I joined Facebook like 13 years ago, you probably can imagine how many Allison Joneses there were. Yes, okay. <laughs> All right. So I well, everybody, <laughs> welcome to the podcast, Allison Jones. She is... An astrologer extraordinaire. Um, she has read for me a couple of times. I actually just did an eclipse um, transit reading with her, which was fantastic. So she is here to the show to tell all of us what's coming up in 2023. Welcome to the show, Allison. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's exciting to be on your show. It's an honor. It's an honor to be back. And um yeah, I mean, I think that there's a lot to look forward to in 2023. So the one thing I, I've been thinking about a lot lately, and I saw someone articulate this, um, you know, in a social media post that 2022, in a lot of ways has been, for a lot of people, has been the year that they actually processed 2020 yeah. and the pandemic and that hit me because that's been true for me and I feel like wow. that's been true for a lot of people in my life mm -hmm. that it's almost like 2020 we were in survival mode we were kind of shell-shocked or like numb or something mm -hmm. 2021 maybe some of that continued and then this was the year that it was like any of the feelings that had been buried or frozen like it was it all over <laughs> It's the hangover. Yeah, hangover. The hangover, right? Yeah. 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 That's so. awesome. Yeah. So tell us, tell us. Well, before we get into it, guys, this is okay. all about the astrology of 2023. So Allison is going to be talking about what's going to be happening in the sky, like how the planets are going to move and how that's going to affect us collectively and potentially on an individual level. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So, and then I also just want to say the reason why I'm going to explain from my point of view and then feel free to just jump in Allison, but the reason why astrology is so real and so true, this is how I think of it is the planets are made up of the exact same elements that we are made up of carbon, hydrogen, what else? Uh, uh, nitrogen, nitrogen like whatever. <laughs> Either way, we're, we're all, we're literally made up of the same elements. And so yeah. when those massive elements are moving around in the sky and their, their energies are interplaying with one another up in the sky, it of course is going to affect us on a cellular and molecular level. Right. And then when you have enough people affected by something that's when you have this kind of collective shift in humanity and things like that. So oh. I'm so excited to hear about this. Go ahead. You have the floor. Woo! Yeah. And I loved what you said. That's sort of the exact spiel that I give people when they're like, why do you believe in astrology or, or what is it real? Or, you know, and it's like, 
everyone accepts that the moon controls the tides and things like that, right? So just yeah. what you said, it's like all the other planets most likely have an impact as well. And mm -hmm. even even several thousand years ago with with the first astrologers, like they literally were observing patterns, which is really kind of part of the scientific method anyway, right? Like observate, you have a hypothesis, you observe it, you gather the evidence, yeah, right? Yeah. And so they, they notice certain trends and that's kind of how um, you know, different themes were attributed to different planets and, and whatnot. So, um, so for everyone, you know, regardless of your, let's say your sun sign, um, when significant transits are happening in the sky, it, it will impact you. It, but the, the only thing that's different from person to person is the exact sector of their life that that particular transit will be in that's their um, houses right they're how they're exactly yeah. so there's 12 houses um each house represents certain themes so it just sort of depends like let's say there's something happening in gemini and you're not a sun sign gemini you do have gemini in your chart somewhere sure right and so th that's what we look at when you're having like an individual reading but nevertheless, there's certain themes that will be kind of playing out for everybody. So, um, and feel free to stop me at any point and ask questions and whatnot, because I could I could do a long run on sentence for <laughs> like a 30 minutes about all of this. I'll let um, you know, I'll let you know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So just to think, first to think about the beginning of the year, like as we ring in the new year, you know, January 1st, 2023, I believe that the first couple of weeks are going to feel like a slow start. Mm -hmm. Why is that? For a few reasons. December 29th of this year, 2022, Mercury goes retrograde for the fourth friggin' time. The fourth time this year. Usually Mercury retrogrades three times a year, but it's squeaking in on December 29th, you know, with a with wow. a fourth. Um, so we, you know, Mercury will be retrograde. What retrograde means, if that's a new word for anyone, it's essentially that the planet has slowed down um, in the sky. And mm. and when it slows down, some of the things that that planet rules can also slow down or in mercury's case maybe go a little haywire because mercury rules technology communication short travel i mean december 29th right it's right around the holidays you know people oh, wow. are might be traveling so you just maybe you want to have some ex extra patience or or know that there could be um a delay and um just have a little bit more of that try to go with the flow type attitude. Good so time. Mercury, yeah. So Mercury will be retrograde. Mars is also retrograde now. So when you and I are, when you and I are recording this, it's like November 3rd or something today. People, yeah. I don't know. They'll probably hear this in a month, yep. but, um, month and a, half, October, a month and a half, yeah. October 30th of 2022, Mars began retrograde. Mars only retrogrades once every two years so it's a little bit more rare yep it will stay retrograde until january 12th okay so that's why as we ring in the new year we've got mercury retrograde you know maybe maybe slowing down communication and travel then we also still have mars retrograde mars rules action drive ambition mm. willpower also anger and libido. So if you feel kind of like a little extra tired or maybe you just don't quite have the normal level of motivation that you're that you're used to, it could be due to Mars retrograde. Um, Are you also suggesting we may be less horny? <laughs> and less horny, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how risque we could get on here. I mean, hello, this is my podcast. I'm pretty sure I've 
said that the word, the P-U-S-S-Y word on here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So maybe a drop in exactly that, that too. Okay. Um, Ladies, so, tell your husbands, it's, it's going to be a slow you, year. Huh? Yeah. Blame it on it's Mars. It's not you, it's Mars. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I love it. I love it. Right. So, so then as we get into January, you know, January 12th, Mars resumes direct motion. Okay. January 19th, a week later, Mercury resumes direct motion. And then finally on January 22nd, the only remaining planet that's retrograde, which is Uranus, also goes direct. Okay. So that is exciting. So this is January 22nd. That opens a three month window of every single major planet in forward motion. Ooh. Ooh, yay. That's like a lot of all green lights in the universe, you know? So that, that period, again, is January 22nd to April 21st. It's about three months. Okay. Um, that is a time where, yeah, it's like things are in flow. Um, any projects, launches, initiatives, you know, maybe new classes that you're taking, uh, you know, things like that. It's like, there's just a lot of forward momentum and, Exciting. you know, yeah, we're, we're making less mistakes where, uh, communication is clearer. Um, it, it's, that's an exciting time. So, so yeah, so maybe put a couple stars and exclamation points in your in your calendar for that that three month window. Um, then I would say that a couple uh, a couple of the big what we call ingresses, planetary ingresses. That word means a planet is going from one sign to another. Right. So a couple of the big ones that will be palpable on March 7th, mm -hmm. that day is big for a few reasons. It's a full moon in Virgo on March 7th. Hey, yeah. Rise and, Virgo. Hey, exactly. Yeah. It's a full moon in Virgo and Saturn changes signs that day. Saturn will be leaving Aquarius where it's been for the last like two and a half years oh. and moving into Pisces. Ooh. Yes. And, and this, I think that Saturn in Pisces, so Saturn stays in one sign for about two and a half years before okay. moving on to the next. And I really wanted to bring up Saturn in Pisces in your show specifically, because I think that a lot of people that are probably listening are people that are are maybe spiritual or, you know, really into wellness, holistic, mm -hmm. this and that, um, spirituality, you know, all of that. And, and maybe they're even, maybe they even have a business that's kind of in those realms, right? Mm -hmm. Or they're, maybe they're a coach or a, a healer or a, you know, something like that. Yeah. Saturn in Pisces is great for all of us. Ooh. You know, all of us woo-woo girls. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, all of us woo-woo sisters. Um, Saturn and Pisces, I think, will be um, a time where this kind of, the, these fields are in more demand. Mm. More people are seeking out services like, you know, anything kind of under those umbrellas, wellness, spiritual holistic coaching, you, you know, all of that, all of that stuff. And Saturn rules career, business, life purpose, um, karma, uh, the passage of time. It, it, it's about also long-term investments, like really the path for uh, the next big chunk of, of your life. So mm -hmm. with Saturn in Pisces, I see that as um, that, that, that anyone that's sort of interested in these fields, there could be some sort of fulfillment of their destiny, fulfillment of their life purpose. Like mm, they're, they're recognized for their spiritual gifts, let's say. Okay. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Can I ask a quick question? Yeah. Yeah. Good. 
-hmm. What has been the vibe of Saturn in Aquarius? Okay. That's a great question. Cause I want to know Saturn. what we're moving from. We're moving. Good. From okay. I'm so glad you asked that. Yeah. Nice. So Saturn in Aquarius has really put sort of a critical eye on the collective and, and are we progressing or are we regressing as a collective, as a society? Are we are we moving forward or are we actually going backward? You know, history repeats itself. Um, so I yeah. Just chills. Okay. <laughs> I just got chills because can I just tell you what just what just kind of came through? Yeah. Um, I just feel like it's like a channeled message just popped through. It's almost like the last two and a half years has has been that. It's like what is happening in this society, right? COVID exactly. did that. And I think it's just so um. I don't, what's the word? It's just so beautiful how COVID coincided with that. And it's almost like the last two and a half years, we've all been asking ourselves, what am I doing? What is this life that I'm living? Da, 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 da. And then yeah. when Saturn going into Pisces with what you just said, now there's a going to, it sounds like there's going to be a need for, okay, I've, my values are all fucked up. I'm, I'm out of alignment. <laughs> I'm not living my Dharma, like help me. Right. And so it's exactly. like, exactly. Okay. That is so cool. Yes. Yeah. That is really so, cool. Okay. I, yeah. I think the Saturn in Pisces will be a nice shift. Okay. Uh, healing. I think they'll, it, I think it allows, it'll allow for more healing. Okay. Um, feel, feeling. Yeah. And, and feeling more connected to whatever, you know, form of spirituality, you know, someone, you know, whatever, whatever that looks like for somebody. Yep. And Two, two things that are sort of from two different astrologers that are kind of differing opinions. Mm -hmm. And hopefully this won't be too like complex. Like what, what are we talking about here? But one, one um, person who is the, I guess the owner, if you will, of uh, her business is called Forever Conscious. Mm -hmm. And I love, she always has really great things to say. She's been predicting for a long time that once Saturn shifts from Aquarius to Pisces, that the COVID pandemic will be officially over. Mm. That's, that's sort of her prediction, Okay, uh, you know, on, on the one hand, then there's another woman, I think her name is Jessica Adams. She's from, uh, she's an uh, um, astrologer in Australia and she sort of thinks the opposite mm. that um, when Saturn goes into Pisces, mm -hmm. Saturn is going to be opposite a lot of the people who were born in, we just, we just talked about this the other day. Who's, who's before the millennials generation X, yeah. right? Yeah. X. Yes. Gen X. Yes. So a lot of the people that were born in those gen X years, like uh, late sixties, all through the seventies kind yep, of thing. Yep, exactly. Um, they most likely, most of those people in that generation have both Pluto and Uranus in Virgo. So Virgo is opposite Pisces. So Saturn will be opposing their yep. Pluto and Uranus. And Jessica Adams says that uh, the last time that happened, <laughs> you know, we had various plagues and there were a lot of health issues and things like that. So she's predicting that on, that she thinks that unfortunately there's going to be more and more variations of COVID. What is it called? Mutations or whatever, mm -hmm. whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, and that it's like, we're nowhere near done mm. with the pandemic. So I just, I think that's interesting. Like I, I, I'm honestly not sure. Yeah. Um, as an astrologer, I'm like, mm, I don't know. I'm gonna have to wait and see on, on this one. Yeah. But <laughs> I guess we'll have so, to wait and see. We'll wait and see. Right. Yeah. The one, the other thing that I think we have been building into over the last couple of years is truly entering the age of Aquarius. So mm. going back to some of those themes of Aquarius, mm -hmm. Aquarius is very future oriented. It's very progressive in nature. Um, there's sort of a saying that 
um, Aquarius is like 50 years ahead of the rest of us. Mm. Um, they can kind of like see around the corner and we, we can't see it yet, but they, they can sort of see what's coming. Mm. Um, um, progressive values are important to Aquarius, um, sustainability, you know, taking care of the environment, all, all mm. those kinds of things, humanitarian efforts, um, really trying to mm, make the world a better place, like help, help humanity, yeah. you know, things yeah. like that. So there were, there've been a, a couple of key things happening in Aquarius that I think have been setting us up, like pushing us in this, in this direction. Mm -hmm. um, if we go back to, um, it was the winter solstice in 2020. So it was December 21st of 2020. Saturn and Jupiter were at like zero degrees Aquarius and they formed a conjunction. Like mm -hmm. they came together at zero degrees Aquarius. That was a big deal. In some ways, I feel like that sort of started this whole entrance into the mm -hmm. age of Aquarius. Yes, yes. Right? Then there is a big shift in 2023. So on March 23rd, okay. 2023, which is kind of cool because the number is like three, two, three, two, three, right? Yeah. Three, two, three, two, three. Yeah, yeah it's kind of cool. Pluto, Pluto, which has been in Capricorn since 2008. Wow. Long time is moving into Aquarius. Oh boy. Yes. It is just a preview though. It's only going to be in Aquarius from March 23rd to June 11th because it goes retrograde. Okay. Yeah. So it's going to dip back to Capricorn for one last hurrah. Then January, I think it's January 21st, 2024. It it's direct. It moves into Aquarius again and it stays there for 20 years. Wow. 20 years. Okay. I have so questions. Is, yeah. What is the vibe? Okay. <laughs> what's the vibe of Pluto and Capricorn? And then what's going to be the vibe yeah. of Pluto and Aquarius? Yeah. Amazing question. So, um, just in case folks are unfamiliar with this, every Zodiac sign has 30 degrees. So between zero and like 29.9999, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, Say what the vibe has been with Pluto and Capricorn. And also, I just want to say now, and then I'll kind of circle back to it, that during the sort of official birth of the United States, so if we consider the official birth, July 4th, 1776. Yep. Right? The day of independence. And here we here we are, we're official. We've signed the Constitution Declaration, Declaration yep. of Independence and all that stuff. Right. When that happened in 1776, Pluto was at 28 degrees Capricorn. So it has taken Pluto that long to come all the way back to approximately the same spot. It's at like 26 Capricorn right now. So we are basically right on the cliff of the USA's Pluto return. Oh, I so it's already so, happening. It, it well because it's close you know it's it's we've been in that telling me we're not direct yet you're telling me it hasn't correct. gone direct yet Fuck. <laughs> i thought like i have been learning about pluto's return for the u.s i want to say for almost two years now i've been hearing about it right. and in my head i thought yeah. it was direct already no Shit. it's been it's been Pluto has been in 20 something Capricorn, yeah. you know, for, for the last two years ish, yeah. but it, it, and it almost got to 28 and then it retrograded this summer. Yeah. But, you know, now that's, that's why it's at 26 again. So now it's direct basically over the next few months, it's going to be exact, you know, before it changes to Aquarius. Oof. So, so a couple of things, it's like Pluto represents deep hidden motives, secrets, scandals, um, shadow work, depth psychology, like really getting at the core motives behind why somebody does something, you know, it's like, it's not what, what you say. It's like, 
what you do, you, you know? Um, and Pluto really wants to sort of bring everything to the surface. So you can't hide, like there's no BS. It, you know, it wants to kind of really pull up the curtain. And so, so we have to take sort of a good hard look at whatever's going on and it can, it can be painful, but ultimately the point of Pluto is so that we grow and evolve, mm. right? Yeah. So while we have had Pluto in Capricorn, because Pluto is so far away, it, it, it is subtle until something else activates it. Mm, okay. Um, so when Pluto and Saturn came together in Capricorn, that they literally met at 22 degrees Capricorn in January, 2020, like right as the pandemic was like getting going, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Some of the other things that we can see with Pluto and Capricorn is the challenging the government, mm -hmm. challenging corporate, corporate America, Mm -hmm. challenging the ways that we do business, um, things like that. So we can see Pluto entered Capricorn in 2008. What happened then? That whole real estate bubble, Ooh, yeah. housing thing, yep. yeah. Lehman Brothers, all yes. of that stuff, right? That whole big, that was a big deal, right? Um, Huge deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I had a condo that I had to short sell. <laughs> Man. In Arizona, it was, yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was, that was one of the biggest things that's happened in the U S big yes. recession. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And then during, during Pluto's tenure of Capricorn, it's like, we have the first black president. Mm -hmm. We have Obamacare trying yep. to sort of like dismantle, like, you know, how we're doing healthcare in mm -hmm. the U S then we get the curveball of Donald Trump, mm -hmm. right? All, all of this. Then we get a pandemic that hasn't happened really in a hundred years. Yep. So Pluto and Capricorn has certainly not gone unnoticed. Yeah, for <laughs> right? sure. And, and you could say that there's been a lot of like Capricorn will, will dismantle any structures or systems that are obsolete. Mm. Any, any structures or systems that are like no longer serving so it can feel like, oh my God, everything's falling apart because we haven't seen it fall into place yet. Yeah. No. I, I remind myself and my audience often that you've got to break things down in order to build things up. And we're literally living in the breakdown. And That's I, right. and I tell myself often, cause there was a, there was a point where I, often during the pandemic, I would literally like ask my soul, why, why did we choose this time? Like, this isn't fun. <laughs> this is gonna, you know, but then I remind yeah. myself like, you know, could have been 1940 and you lived in Germany, Christy, like perspective. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. but then I remind myself and I tell my clients often, like we chose to incarnate during this breakdown, you know, a mm -hmm. hundred years from now, people are going to look back on us during this time. And we're the ones, oh, yeah. you know, we're the ones that are really helping build this new earth, but it's so hard and messy because we're here during the breakdown. It's almost like a oh, house, a, like a really shitty dilapidated house being bulldozed. Yes. It's like, we're basically like standing in the middle of the house as being bulldozed and we're trying not to get exactly. hurt. <laughs> we're trying not to get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what is That's the vibe? Exactly of, right. What is the vibe of Pluto and Aquarius? Okay. Yeah. So. Pluto and Aquarius. So we, we get that approximately, it's like a, not quite a three month preview of it, but you know, March 23rd to, to June 11th, where it'll be in Aquarius before it retrogrades back to Capricorn for the one last gasp, you know? Yeah. Um, I do think on the one hand, the energy will be a little bit lighter because also we have to think about the fact that in Capricorn, Capricorn's earth sign. So, so when we're talking earth, it's like, it's so dense. It's hard to move. It's, it's heavy, you know? Um, it, the other thing too about Capricorn, Capricorn rules the traditional old ways of doing things. I love so that. think about that too. It's like 50 years later, Roe versus Wade repealed. 
we went back to the what some perceive as the traditional way, right? Or that's what they want, the traditional yeah. way of doing things, right? So there's that. So then when we when Pluto moves into Aquarius, Aquarius is actually an air sign, although everyone thinks it's water because of the name Aqua, right. you know? Yeah. But it, it is an air sign. So the air element is like the least dense out of all of them, right? It's, 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 it moves faster. It, it, it changes faster. So in, in that way, it could be a literal breath of fresh air. Mm. Doesn't necessarily mean it's all going to be easy, sure. but I think, I think that some of the themes of Pluto in, in Aquarius are going to become more cerebral, more about ideologies, more. Mm. So, so Aquarius is big on that. Like Aquarius is, you know, big on the the idea, what, what would be the ideal scenario? Kind of what is the utopia? What is the, you know, what is the best system? Um, whether it's the best system of government or the best system of economics or, or whatever. And, and Aquarius is fighting for those ideals. So mm-hmm. I think it'll be more about that. And, and we've already seen this kind of coming, you know, over the last few years, how there's so many different truths out there or perceived truth uh, as, right? as they say different versions of the truth the truth <laughs> right like okay gaslighting like, like, 101 yeah i mean and it's like we literally have now especially with technology social media all of that it's it's like there literally are different realities and yeah. it's like remember those like choose your own adventure yeah. um, books? books? It's like, yeah. that's what it's like with like life now, yeah. <laughs> you know, which is kind of scary, but <laughs> that's a but very then, good way to put it. Yeah. It's like, yeah. are we, are we going to choose what's actually happening or are we going to choose the reality that we read on, we saw on YouTube today? Like, right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that the one thing that can kind of help us remember our humanity even when we're like with someone where it's like how could you possibly think that it's like these different channels are so compelling Mm. that the people who think differently let's say they really believe it though yeah like like they believe it as strongly as you or I might believe something else you you know and so it's like remembering that perspective that you know, it, it's like, I think it's kind of a similar thing of, you know, when, when we first learned about what happened with Nazi Germany, you know, mm-hmm. like we're, we're growing up, we learn about the Holocaust. It's like, mm-hmm. oh my God, how could other human beings do this to one another? It's like unfathomable, right? Mm-hmm. Until who knows if you and I were plopped into, you know, a male, uh, body in germany in the 19 you know 30s or and Mm -hmm. we and we heard all the rhetoric Mm -hmm. you know that that kind of conditioned people to think a certain way i don't know who knows who knows how you and i would behave right so it's it's yeah yeah. so so i think on the one hand pluto going into aquarius is going to help us strive for more unity Mm -hmm. i don't think it's going to be easy i don't think it's going to happen overnight and yeah. again, we might have to completely crumble before <sighs> any unity is even possible. But yeah, so so we get that we get that little preview, and then yep. January twenty twenty four until twenty forty four, twenty years of wow. Pluto in Aquarius. Okay, so, <laughs> so that's something to look out for. Um, then. We have a, a an average number of Mercury retrogrades, which is three. So Mercury will retrograde its average number. Well, is it really three or is it four because of the one that... Um, From the beginning of the year? Well, it's four, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mercury is the it. gift that keeps on giving. It, <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Because because we start the new year yeah. already with Mercury retrograde, that we could count that as number one. So yeah. yes. So then there will be three more. Okay. Um, there is one in Taurus, an Earth sign. 
starts April 21st, lasts about three and a half weeks. Then there's one in Virgo um, that starts on August 23rd. And then the last one is in Capricorn that starts December 13th. And why am I bringing this up? I'm bringing it up because it's basically Mercury retrograde in Earth signs, mm-hmm. Earth signs. So we could say if you are an Earth sign, a Taurus, a Virgo, or a Capricorn, you might be impacted a little bit more mm-hmm. by the Mercury retrogrades. Um, I also like to think about how sort of what we were saying a minute ago with with Pluto and Capricorn and Capricorn being an earth sign and how it's dense. Mm-hmm. It's like when Mercury retrogrades in an earth sign, mm-hmm. it's it really slows down. Yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. it's, it, it's stuck in the mud now. <laughs> you, you know what? Can I just tell you something that's interesting? I, yeah. earlier, earlier this year, um, like I want to say I'm not, I want to say it was like August maybe, or there was Sounds a time, right. there was a time where there was like, six planets in retrograde mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and this mm-hmm. year. And I remember knowing that, and I remember I, I go for walks every day, right? I take, I take myself, that's like my movement. Um, and I remember when that was going on, I literally felt like there was an energy that was just like, it was like, I felt like when I would like walk, it wasn't like this easeful thing. It was like, it took so much more effort. Like it, I could feel Yes. Like I was pushing through something. Yeah. And I was, and I, and I remember I was like, this is so weird. Like I wasn't high or anything. I just was like, this is, (laughs) you know, but, and then I was like, oh, like all these planets are in retrograde, which is kind of like they're, I know they're not moving backwards, but it's like they're moving backwards. So it's almost like this energy is pushing against me as I'm trying to move forward. And I just thought, and I remember August also was just a, so much stuff was happening in my life that I've told you about. Um, and I was, it was just total surrender. It was like, okay, now is not the time to just press on forward. Now is the time to just allow. And it was, yeah, it was very interesting. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Wow. Yeah. Right. It, yeah. It's like the air is like molasses. Kind yes. Of point, you know? yes. <laughs> yes. That's a great yeah. way to put it. It's like you're moving through airy molasses. Yes. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. So I think that with the, th- with those three retrogrades that are in the earth signs, um, it could have us reviewing what we value the most. Mm-hmm. It could have us, um, really putting extra thought into how we're keeping ourselves organized and the, and, and are we employing the most efficient systems or do our sort of systems and processes need an overhauling Um, and then the, and then the last one that is in the sign of Capricorn, that could be a big review of your business, your job, your career. And it's kind of timely because that last Mercury retrograde is, um, December 13th to January 1st. So that's kind of cool. 2024, January 1st starts with Mercury direct. So that's nice. Um, um, and then, okay. So then the next kind of big thing is there so there's a few i think 2023 has a few big highlights for aries and taurus okay and then and then if you're not an aries or a taurus again it's like okay well where do i have aries and taurus in my chart and let's Mm -hmm. look there that's a great question yes okay so this, the year that we're currently in, where we're making this podcast is 2022. On mm-hmm. December 20th of 2022, mm-hmm. Jupiter moves into Aries again. It was in Aries, then it retrograded. It's in Pisces right now. Then on December 20th, it moves into Aries, where it remains until May 16th. May 16th, 2023. So the first five months or so, you know, Jupiter is in Aries. Jupiter is about expansion, growth, abundance, optimism, exploration. It's the most 
auspicious of all the planets. Venus is, is the close runner up, mm -hmm. but Jupiter is like the most positive planet. So it's going to be amplifying all things Aries for those first five months. What, what are all things Aries? Aries is, is highlighting the individual, um, like your needs, your dreams, you know, your desires, putting yourself first, mm. um, blazing your own trail, um, not like waiting for permission from someone else, just kind of doing your thing. Mm -hmm. um, and while Jupiter is there in Aries on March 12th, it's going to team up with Chiron. Mm. Well, Chiron is in Aries. And then Chiron and Jupiter will form a conjunction on March 12th. So Chiron is the wounded healer. It's about an area where, you know, there's some kind of issue, some kind of core wound that you're, you're working on. You're very aware of it, but, but you have to put a lot of time and energy into to trying to heal and, and like recover. So I think that any, any of the sort of healing work that people might have, might be doing will really sort of come to fruition with that Ooh. Jupiter Chiron conjunction. Like you could see, you can actually okay. see like, wow, that's my progress. You know what I mean? Or like, mm -hmm. I have been getting better or wow. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. And, or and or similarly, it could be, or wow, I've really been dropping the ball here. <laughs> that is Let's, true. It I could mean, be that. Okay. Cause You're Jupiter right. expands good or bad. That is accurate. Okay. That okay. is accurate. All right. We're just exactly. going to keep it real here on this podcast. Keep it real, man. So I know. get your shit together, work on your stuff, heal your wounds because <laughs> Jupiter's coming for you. Yes. Yes. And, and, you know, the wound with Aries could play out a couple of ways. On the yeah. one hand, it can be the, I never put myself first. Mm -hmm. I'm always putting other people ahead of me. Um, I'm, I'm never prioritizing my own needs or the wound of, of the individual with Aries can be, I don't need anyone. I can do it all myself. F everybody else. I, you know, I don't need help, Ugh, you know? Yeah. And, and so, so Chiron there is kind of saying like, how can we come into better balance with that? Like maybe how can we be more interdependent, let's say, mm. um, so then Keeping so keeping in mind, we've you know first five months we've got Jupiter in Aries, we've got Chiron in Aries the entire year because it moves so slow. Okay. Um, then there's something I know that you're familiar with, maybe other people aren't, but there's something called the North Node and the South Node, mm -hmm. right? And what are those for anyone who doesn't know? The North Node and the South Node are the two points of intersection where the Sun's path overlaps with the moon's path and those two points of intersection are always in opposite zodiac signs mm -hmm. typically it's in those signs where any solar or lunar eclipses will occur mm. and the north and south nodes stay in a pair of opposite signs for about a year and a half okay so while we're making this episode right now the north node is in taurus mm-hmm the south node is in Scorpio mm -hmm. and they've been in those two signs since January 18th, 2022, but in 2023, they change. Okay. So July it's, uh, exactly. It's on my notes. Uh, July 17th, July 17th, 2023, the nodes are going to shift. The North node's going to Aries. There's Aries again, North node's going to Aries. Uh, South Node's going to Libra. So what is what is that going to do? Well, first of all, the North Node is kind of like, where are we headed? In a collective sense, it's like, where are we headed as a collective? And the South Node is like, what are we leaving behind as a society Ooh. or as a collective? And then when, when we look at the eclipses for 2023, a normal, an average amount of eclipses is four. We do, we do have four in 2023. And of the four, one is in Taurus, 
one is in Scorpio. So the, the old, you know, now yep. the current position of the nodes, but then they're going to shift. Yep. And then one is in Aries and one is in Libra. Okay. So there's a big one in air. It's a, wait, is it a, is it a new moon? Yes. It's an Aries new moon on 420. I'm just nice. kidding. <laughs> 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 no, you're not. <laughs> Don't. It's okay. I, think, I knew that was okay to say on your show. We love cannabis yeah. on this show. <laughs> that is a plant medicine we work with often. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Awesome. I love it. So on 420, it's an Aries new moon and a total solar eclipse. And it's at the 29th degree, the final degree. Why is that important? Some of the degrees are a little bit more significant than others. And for, again, for if this is new for anyone, like I said earlier, every sign has 30 degrees. Zero of something is important because it's the beginning. It's like the opening of a portal. There's unlimited potential. Mm. There's something new. 29 is said to be, is said to represent some kind of karmic completion. Some, something big is coming to a close. Mm. So, wow, 29 Aries, new moon, total solar eclipse on 420. Wow. That seems like worth putting on your calendar, yeah. you know? Um, something's getting wrapped up there. Like some, either you're finally breaking a chain of some sort of like ancestral trauma or you're, you're, mm, you know, maybe a behavior that you've been perpetuating over multiple lifetimes, you're finally putting the kibosh on that, you know? Nice. Um, so that's, that's worth mentioning. <laughs> oh, we'll be in Aries. Then we have that new moon, total solar eclipse in Aries. Woo! You know, that's why I was like, if you're in Aries, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Then, um, then we have to look at on May 16th, Jupiter switches to Taurus. Okay. And Jupiter will be in Taurus then for the remainder of the year. Okay. So now it's like, now all things Taurus get augmented, mm. right? Because Jupiter magnifies, amplifies Taurus. Taurus is about finances, physical realm material possessions also values Taurus is kind of like yeah well what are what are your core values like what do you really want to be spending your time your your money your energy on mm -hmm. and and the north node will still be in Taurus until July and on June 1st Jupiter conjuncts the north node so that's that's feels important yeah too so you know, again, North node is like, what have we been learning? What have we been really moving towards over this last year, year and a half? And then with Jupiter there, it's like, does that mean we're finally learning the lessons? Is that, you know, um, or is there, you know what, you know how, what else I view for that? This is kind of, this is actually my, just my perspective as an astrologer. I do think that Jupiter going into Taurus will get us out of the recession. Ooh. All right, so that's May. Right here first. <laughs> exactly. That'll be good. <laughs> yes. So I, I feel like that might get things really going again. You know, if, and if you've been in a business slump, um, I do think that Jupiter going into Taurus and then two weeks later it conjuncts the North Node. I do think that that could kind of help rev the engines again. Wonderful. Um, Yes. And then mm, I don't, I want to make sure we don't forget about Venus. Yeah. So, so Venus only retrogrades about every year and a half. So 2022, we did not have Venus retrograde, but we will in 2023. It's going to be in Leo, Venus retrograde in Leo from July 22nd to September 3rd. Okay. So Venus retrograde is like, let's hit the pause button on 
our romantic relationships. Like what's going on in our, in our romantic relationships? Um, with it being in Leo, that could basically say, that could have people reflecting, like, did I lose myself in this relationship? Leo is really all about celebrating the individual. Yeah. So am I still able to be my full shiny mm -hmm. self in this relationship or, you know, does something have to shift? Does something have to change? Um, am I not completely being myself? Yeah. You know? Um, it, yeah. So I think it'll be kind of a questioning, like how authentic am I being in my mm. romantic relationship? So, so summer 23, Get it while it's hot, Venus in Leo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. So that, and, and that very next day, so, so Venus goes retrograde July 22nd, good old Chiron goes retrograde on the 23rd. So the very, the very next day. Um, wow. Yes. And then, and then we get back into that whole summer of retrograde where Christy's out walking through molasses again yeah we, we've been on this kick for a number of years now it's like just so happened that a lot of the planets all go retrograde kind mm -hmm. of in the summer ish time and mm -hmm. I don't know I, I'd have to look ahead and see like are we gonna get out of that anytime soon or is it just gonna be sort of that pattern for a while but um I want to ask how many more transits do we have? Cause we're kind of at the middle of the year. Cause I, we might have to do a part two is what I'm saying, which I yes. am not opposed to, cause I don't want you to have to rush through all this. You know what? It's like the big changes all happen in the first half of the year. Okay. They do. So literally where I'm at in my notes now, taking us through the remainder of 2023 it's like this one goes retrograde this one goes retrograde this one go you know so it, it essentially yeah it's like kind of going back to what i said in the beginning january slow start but then we get to that january 22nd where we have that three month period mm -hmm. of all planets direct i think from that point through the middle part of the year mm -hmm. that will there'll be a lot of movement a lot of like good momentum but then as we get into the summer, one by one, they all start to go retrograde. Saturn, June 17th, Neptune, June 30th, my birthday. I'm like, thanks, Neptune. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Venus, July 22nd, Chiron the next day, Mercury, August 23rd, Uranus, August 28th, Jupiter, September 4th. And then now we're in that zone where it's like, oh my God, is everybody retrograde? Yeah, kind of, almost kind of. Okay. <laughs> and that's kind of the major transits of the year. Oh, the, yeah, and, and so okay. that kind of gets us into that second half of of the year. The I guess the the last major thing that I think is is really important to talk about, and this will kind of carry us through the whole the whole year, is the final eclipse that we have next year is on October twenty eighth. It's a Taurus, so we're back to Taurus. At this point, the no, the North Node's not even in Taurus anymore. It's in Aries, mm -hmm. but it's like the final thing with the with Taurus. Taurus full moon, lunar eclipse on October twenty eighth. That is the final nail in the coffin of this whole Taurus Scorpio thing mm. that we've honestly been dealing with since November of 2021. Wow. Cause, cause November, 2021 was the first eclipse in Taurus. And then okay. 2022, we've had two in Taurus, two in Scorpio. And then in 2023, that's the very last one. So I feel like, um, you know, things about, things about like finances, self-esteem, self-worth, values i think people are going to be a lot clearer on all of that come that last eclipse on october 28th of Amazing. next year or 2023 
Yeah. Thank you. I, I yeah. might have you come back for a part two, honestly, Wait, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because cool. I have that's cool. so <laughs> many more questions, but I actually have to, I have another client right now. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. So awesome. thank you so much for being Yay. here. Tell everyone where they can find you, where they can book an eclipse session or a natal chart. Give that to them. My pleasure. Okay. Well, thank you again for having me. So two, two specials that I've got going on right now. It's well, actually, by the time they hear this, the one will be over. So I'll tell you about the new one. So I am offering a, so it's a 60 minute reading for your 2023, mm. everything that's going to go down for you personally in 2023. And in addition to the reading, I'm going to give you a pretty little report that has the highlights for your new year. And it's at a special price of $111. Cause I love price. numerology. It's a good price. So, good price. so tr- a, a, a transit reading for the year, plus a personalized report, $111. My name is Allison Chamberlain Jones. I spell Allison, A-L-L-I-S-O-N. So that my website is that whole name, allisonchamberlainjones.com. And we'll have Allison. all of that in the show notes. Oh, I don't need to say that. Okay, yeah. good. Then blah, 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 blah. Don't, don't even listen to me right now. So that, yeah, <laughs> that's in the show notes. And um, yeah, so cool. And if you, even if you just have a, a astrology question and you want to nerd, nerd out a little on astrology, feel free to Confess hit me you. up. Ah, thank you so much, Allison. I, I, yes. we're going to talk about a part two here. Okay. I'll message Exciting. You. Um, thank you everybody. Great. And we'll see you next time. <laughs> She's great. Um, that was so much fun. So as you can see, there's a lot coming up for 2023. I like to use astrology for myself by just kind of setting intentions and planning and you know, they say you plan, God laughs, and I believe that, but it's always good to have intentions. And, you know, when I remember I actually had my 2023 or not 2023, I had my 2022 done in, you know, December of 2021. And I remember the woman saying that there was something happening in August that collectively was going to just shake everybody in their own like individual ways. And August was definitely uh, a month of a turning point for me. So it's, it's, you know, when all these things happened to me this summer that I was going through dark night of the soul, all these ego deaths, like betrayal, all these different things that were happening around me. Um, I had this kind of like, Oh, you know what? Like this is, kind of the vibe of what's happening on a really molecular level. You know, as, as I said in the beginning of the call with um, Allison, astrology affects us. There's something called neutrinos and neutrinos are like the energy that planets let off. And these neutrinos are going through the solar system, going through space and they come into earth's atmosphere. And so the moment that you're born, that's why that's what your human design chart is. That's what your astrology chart is. It's the minute, it's like, you know, to the minute when you were born, that moment, there was a certain amount and intensity of neutrinos coming in from the different planets with their different energy codes, with their different um, information and wisdom. And when you were born, it locks that in your energetic system. And it's a beautiful um it's a beautiful system and it's it's really there to support you. Whatever you resonate with, go with it. And anything that feels limiting or contracting to you, drop it, you know? Um, and that's really just honoring yourself and loving your intuition. So I hope you guys are having a great December. It is November 3rd as I speak to you. So I'm trying to think of what is happening <laughs> in the holiday season in like a two months, basically. Um, and I can't, so <laughs> I just want to wish you guys the best. Happy new year. Um, I hope you made my intention setting class. I know I've got some great things happening in terms of working with me for the new year. Um, we are selling emotional alchemy. It's on sale until the end of the year. Um, you can start into those modules immediately. And we have four live calls happening in January and February. Emotional alchemy is you learning how to really 
move through what's keeping you stuck. What's keeping you stuck is typically mind, thoughts, emotions, feelings. And so emotional alchemy is learning how to take those things and alchemize them. And alchemy is just taking something and turning it into something else. And that's really what we're meant to do as humans is to move emotions through us. And so emotional alchemy is my course in teaching you that. And I poured my heart and soul into this program. And I know that this program will change the world because learning how to take your emotions and move them through and then continue on your path of your desires and what you want is for the highest healing good of all. And I firmly believe in that. And this is my offer to you. So I will leave um, the link (laughs) in the show notes. It's so funny how I catch myself. I get like all flustered, but this is me standing in my truth, really sharing what's in my heart. And so if you are feeling this call, take the journey with me. The link is in my show notes. Um, I have a payment plan where it's like under $150 a month for just a few months. So get yourself in the room. I love you and I will see you next year, maybe even before. (laughs) Bye.